Krishna. Welcome to Sankirtanon, where by giving we grow. This is your host, Anandamurai Das. I'm very happy and grateful that you're here with us today. We sat down with Samapriya Mataji, a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. She was born in Brooklyn, New York, and took shelter of Srila Prabhupada in 1971 and was later initiated by 1975. Her and her husband, Dhruva Maharaj, have lived all over the world in various holy doms, Vrindavan, Mayapur, Jagannath Puri, for over 25 years, uh, where she was crafting jewelry for deities, as well as writing and assisting her husband in creating online courses that taught Srila Prabhupada's books. Her and her husband now live in Alachua, Florida, and recently this year, she's just released a brand new book a book of her experiences as a book distributor, experiences as a devotee. That book is called The Divine Love Trip. We talk about her book and so much more and about the brilliance that Sangirtan and, and the distribution of, of Lord Chaitanya's movement and Srila Prabhupada's movement, the brilliance that that can bring into our life. And this episode couldn't come at a more inspirational time because right now is the Prabhupada Marathon 2020, the Live to Give campaign, where we're combining as a world team ISKCON devotees all around the world to distribute 2 million Bhagavad Gita's in preparation for Gita Jayanti or World Gita Day. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the upcoming month, but please stay tuned. And we hope you enjoy the show. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Welcome to Sangatanan. This is your host, Ananda Murray Das. Today I'm with a very wonderful guest, Her Grace, Samapriya Mataji. And today we have the good fortune of uh, being here and talking with you about Sangatan, your experiences with Sangatan, and uh, just from the, the brief interactions that we've had kind of in preparation for this podcast, I'm, I'm very excited uh, to kind of hear, more, to mine more of the nectar that I've already experienced uh, thus far. And uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. So for, for some of the devotees that may not know you, based out, in, uh, out of Alachua, correct? And, and you've told me that for many years you did also live in Jagannath Puri. Um, could you give a little bit of a background, just kind of where you're from and how'd you, how'd you meet the devotees? Well, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and, um, I grew up in the 1960s. Mm. So, um, and then this musical hair was Mm. popular. So, um, I, I auditioned for that because I was I was an actress and wow. I was fooling around with stuff. Actually, I went to performing arts high school and I studied theater. But I was always asking questions: Why are we trying to be someone we're not? Who are we anyway? You know, wow. my teachers would fear my my questions. What are you got? <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? You know? <laughs> anyway, so. So I, I, I decided to, I wanted to uh, audition for that. Mm. And I was really good. I was a good actress, but I, I couldn't sing that well. You know, I play music, but I, I, that was my forte, singing. Mm. I never really, I mean, I could belt out Hare Krishna now, but, you know, singing was my thing. So I went and I auditioned and um, they liked me. So then they called me back for another, another thing. And now there I am up on the stage. And they said, can you sing something? And I didn't even know what. I didn't know what to do. So I started singing Hare Krishna. <laughs> I started to sing Hare Krishna from my heart. And they said, okay, thank you. We'll call you back. <laughs> so I didn't get that part, but Lord Chaitanya liked it. <laughs> so. Did so you got a part in the Sangatan mission? I did. I got a part in a Sangatan mission and I performed in airports and special events and uh, wherever there were people gathering. We did the Pope party. I, mm-hmm. I used all my talents to, to spread Lord Chaitanya's, to try to help with Prabhupada's mission and, the, and Lord Chaitanya's Sangatan movement. 
which may may I tell you my because uh, uh, you had asked me this question, what is what is Sankraton? I'd like yeah. to talk about that for a moment for an introduction, really, because um, you know some uh, a lot of the devotees in the beginning were thinking that you know they're going to go out on Sankraton and Prabhupada's going to be the most pleased with us because we're making that sacrifice, you know. Mm. And it was indeed quite a sacrifice, really. But actually, this sankirtan is the natural condition of the soul mm. to glorify Krishna. It, it is a natural condition of the soul. And it's the foundation of personalism. Mm. Because basically, a devotee, the goal of a devotee is to remember Krishna all the time and try to see him in everything that is going on in your mm. life. Yeah. Constantly chant his holy name, read his, read about, read uh, his pastimes and glorification, mm. and read Prabhupada's books to be totally Krishna conscious. So mm. when we relate with each other, either another devotee or another soul, um, we want to. We talk, naturally speak about Krishna, yeah. so that's that's that glorification of Krishna is, is is the natural constitutional position of the soul, mm. and that's what sankirtan is. Mm. Even though some people don't like to go out because it makes you feel uncomfortable to approach another person and enter into a space, mm. that that is it is the foundation of personalism, mm. sankirtan. So when a devotee decides to take up that service and approaches a soul and gives him a book, that is your situating your natural constitutional position of mm. giving someone of this opening opening a discussion and giving someone Krishna. Yeah. As you're as you're speaking, you're reminding I was um you reminded me of just kind of the definition that's often given for Sankirtan, right? That that it's Samyak kirtan. It's it's com it, the kirtan becomes complete when we come together, right? And so I, I really like this angle that it's the foundation of personalism. It's because it's it's any time that that one person is experiencing something glorious or one person is in kirtan, it only expands when that becomes samyak sankirtan, right? And so being able, being able to exist in those relationships and kind of recognize those relationships, primarily our relationship with Krishna and Krishna's devotees. And so I really appreciate this point that you're making, that it's like the foundation of personalism. Right. And the thing is that we relate when you get deeply into, like in a, in a kirtan. Mm. Prabhupada said yesterday on a, on a lecture, he was saying, this talking that I'm speaking, you're hearing, this is kirtan. Mm. He, he he said devotional service is basically kirtan. Yeah. This is this is what kirtan is. He said the foundation of devotional service, though there are nine principles, the foundation is shravanam, mm. hearing, <clears throat> kirtanam, chanting, mm. and archanam. So those three are very very basic and very important. So um, also sometimes in the kirtan. Even though we get lifted up by the holy name, it could become, it, it, there's different levels of, of, of purity. There's different levels of purity. And um, if you get absorbed in the chanting, uh, the, the, the music is supposed to stimulate, to help us get absorbed in the chanting. You know, we're talking about fine points here. These are finer points. But sometimes we get absorbed in the music forget about the essence which is the whole thing yeah does anybody i mean there's musicians in the world much better than all of us mm. isn't it yeah they're not chanting so even that's why Prabhupada would and bhakti siddhanta would ask people to sing who aren't so great in singing mm. because it's a distraction really to think that <clears throat> the sankirtan movement is a music is a Music, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movement of musicians, hmm. uh, you know, who are minstrels, traveling minstrels. Hmm. We are, in fact, that, but in a pure sense. Hmm. We are using the music to glorify Krishna, hmm. to glorify his name. So we have to be careful there. Another thing about Sankirtan, which I have 
spoken this to other groups. And we have our online classes, too. My husband and I have been doing these online um, Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Sadhusanga.com, it's called. Mm. And we, we, we have been doing this for many years, teaching Prabhupada's books. That's what we do. So, and there are people who are out there in the world in places where there's no devotees and we're the only contact. This class is the only contact that these people mm. have with devotees. So what about the, what, what's Sankirtan then? When you're finding yourself all alone with your, with your beads, let's say, you're chanting japa. How is that Sankirtan? It's Sankirtan. So what it is, is you get deep into the holy name and your first relationship really in Sankirtan, in Japa, in, in, is your relationship with your spiritual master, your relationship with Krishna, who is non-different than the holy name. He is the holy name. When you become the servant of Krishna, you become the servant of the holy name and vice versa. So this is a science. Prabhupada likes to talk about it as a science. It, it's amazing. It's a science, but it erupts the soul. It, it erupts into divine love of the soul. Mm. So anyway, I don't know if that was attention. No, it's wonderful. How you, you mentioned um, briefly that that because of your participation in the in the play hair, you were exposed to the Maha Mantra, and then you had auditioned for another play. Um, and then I'm assuming after that, did you join in Brooklyn? Where did you end up joining? Okay, this is a story. If you want to hear this story, yeah. this is um, actually it's in my book. And yes, and and I did want to mention, and we'll talk much more about this book. But um, recently, Samapriya Mataji has just released a book. It was this year, correct? You released at the beginning of this year. Yeah, right. The beginning of COVID. Right at the beginning right. of COVID. <laughs> This is really tricky with me. Yeah. Right in the beginning, but anyway. So this this book that she just released is called The Divine Love Trip, which is uh, a chronicle of her experiences. And there it is for in the video. It's a chronicle of her experiences as a devotee, as well as her experiences on book distribution and some of the miraculous things that we'll talk about today, as well as um, more that you can find in her book. And this book's available on Amazon. And Christian.com. And Christian.com. Okay, wonderful. So we'll we'll have a link in the description of the podcast as well. Sorry. So what were you saying? You were talking about um, your, the story of you joining. Where did you end up joining? Uh-oh. Well, in uh, there's, there's two interesting ways. You know, there's a lot of different things that come into place to make someone, to, that Krishna lures us in. Mm, yeah. So one of the things was, I was chanting this mantra, in um it's a buddhist mantra mm. this was early in the 60s well 60s um not not really that early but probably 65 or something like that so i was chanting this mantra and we i lived on a commune in vermont mm. and i was sitting in a pumpkin field and i just sat down it was beautiful the sun was the sun was setting and it was just beautiful atmosphere, and it was quiet. We, I'm from New York, and lived in. I used to live in the city, and not not only Brooklyn. I lived in Manhattan, so we went to this place in the uh, uh, in Vermont, in the country, and it was an apple orchard where this man, he was, he didn't have children, but he was very kind, and so he allowed this group of people, which call we called ourselves the Hugs family. Mm. So we uh, lived here. And I lived in a tent in the middle of a meadow, and uh, we played music. I played the flute, and then we all went to Woodstock, and that's a whole other story. But I was chanting in this meadow, Nam Nyoho Rengikyo, sitting right there. No one was around. It was a dirt road that led up to the forest. Mm. So I noticed down the dirt road was this figure coming down the road. All I saw that was it. He had hair all around him, like red hair, like halo around it. it. Was very, very far out. So he's walking down, and um, I'm chanting my Nam Myoho and he gets a little closer. I see he's not wearing any clothes. No, <laughs> totally naked. So this was there were there were nudist colonies coming up in the '60s in America. I wasn't noticed. 
that was a little that was that was a little, little extreme <laughs> that was a little extreme although i was very far out so this guy's walking down the road and i'm sitting um, and i decided okay he's gonna pass by <laughs> and i'm going and it was i was just like i was sitting he was i'm just not gonna open my eyes so i keep chanting with my eyes closed after a while, then I open my eyes. He's standing right in front of me. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a full view right in front of me. And he says to me, and then he says to me, What are you chanting? And I said, I'm chanting Nam Yoho Renki Kyo. And he said, Why did you chant Hare Krishna? It's a love trip. <laughs> He became my Varma. <laughs> this naked redhead guy that was <laughs> walking through the pumpkin patches of Vermont. Down the road. I mean, it was kind of like an internal road in the land. Mm. It wasn't like on a state road or anything, but. And he lived in the forest, and we called him the corn man. I don't know. It was very unusual. I never saw him again. But. I started to chant Hare Krishna on my Gonza beads. These were the beads from the Nanyahorengikyo. And I started to chant from that moment. I started to chant Hare Krishna. Wow. And I never stopped. And that was, I think that was in 1966 or 1968. Wow. I'm, I'm, I, that was before you were born and when you oh. were in your other life. Yeah, that was my past life. <laughs> anyway, so that was, that was, there and that was one thing and then I remember so it's in New York there's a place called Central Park mm. and in Central Park there was a fountain mm. at that fountain all the hippies and the and the and the um there was musicians there was you know Ralliers, there was all kinds of this was the a cultural revolution that was happening in America. Yeah. So there, there was all kinds of different people there. When we were discussing things and philosophizing, but of course we were all stoned on all kinds of different things. Yeah. So, 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 but there was a genuine feeling of camaraderie and. The, the 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 fountain was our place. So there were some people came. We we heard the Hare Krishnas. They were they were they were. This was in 1969. Mm. So um, they came to the park and very unusual looking people. Mm. And uh, there was someone giving a lecture. So I sat down and. And I was listening to the lecture, which I don't remember anything about the lecture. Mm. But this person came around and he was putting sweet balls into everybody's mouth. It was simply wonderful. So he said, open. And I opened. <laughs> there it was. You know, because in the 60s, you opened for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then that was my second but meanwhile, I've been chanting Hare Krishna, and I always chanted Hare Krishna. And did you had you made the connection between the mantra and these people? Yes. Oh, okay. I, uh, oh, that, when I used to, I lived in Greenwich Village, and on the west side, <laughs> and the devotees were on the east side, and the mm. east side was a little bit raunchy. You know, there were junkies. Who knows why? Probably started it on the east side, but I lived on the west side. It was kind of like a little bit higher class like a yuppie not really yeah. a yuppie i mean where rent in the west village 125 dollars a month wow for, for a brownstone apartment or so anyway so that was a long time ago so then a long time ago <laughs> just because that price has changed <laughs> yeah so uh I'm, you're, you're in the west side and the devotees were in the east side greenwich village right oh you know, this happens when you get old. You kind of like get lost into the whole. But I'm glad that I get lost and it's all Krishna conscious. I fear when it's not Krishna conscious and I'm lost in it. That's that's another world. Anyway, let's go on. Because yeah, you were you were well. You were, I asked had you made the connection between the Hari Krishna mantra and the Hari Krishna devotees, and you said in Greenwich Village the devotees. Oh yeah, live. So, yeah, yeah. So I I had this little street cart. It was made of uh, you know those push things that sometimes you put it 
television on it. These are like old things. I don't even know if they have these things. And you push it or you bring, it's like you bring your, your dinner in. It's like a wagon kind of thing, a small kind of moving thing that you put things on top of. I can't even, I don't know how to describe it. So I made that into a little street cart with a little sign that said trust on one side and street cart named desire since mm-hmm. i was an actress i knew about tennessee williams and i sentenced it and so i named it street cart named desire and it would make all kinds of little jewelry and sculptures and all kinds of far out little things and uh i was sitting on sixth avenue mm-hmm. in greenwich village and i saw while i'm making all these little things I, uh, I saw this man pass, devotee pass by. It was my old buddy, Jayadweta Maharaj, who's, I love him dearly. And we have a rasa. We, yeah. have, we have a rasa because we're both from the same stock, which I yeah. think you from that stock too. But anyway, um, so he passed by and he was already unusual looking. Let's face it, he's not an ordinary looking person. Neither is any devotee, but, and plus he had Sika shaved head. He's floating down the road. And that was my first contact with devotee. Wow. That was, you know, I was making my things and this guy pressed by. So I don't, I don't remember if I had been chanting before that or not, but that was the first time I saw devotees. And then, um, when I started to really become serious, I had some intense things happen to me that mm-hmm. Krishna just threw me at his feet, which wow. you have to read the book for that one because yeah. that's the real drama. The real drama. It's exposed and revealed. Yeah, it's the real drama. But uh, that's what we, it takes a drama mm-hmm. for the conditioned soul to say, all right, I'm convinced. Yeah. I, I, I need to take shelter of, of a greater, greater thing. So I would see the devotees in, in, in New York and just on these little card tables, mm. they would be selling Prophet's books. And, um, and then I would buy the books. Every time the book came out, I would buy a book. And I, uh, at that time I had a, I just had a little baby. And then I started to go to the Brooklyn temple. Mm. And I was actually there when Prabhupada was there doing at, there's there's a little controversy whether Radhagovinda were installed at that time, but there was an official ceremony mm. uh, Radhagovinda who had recently come to Brooklyn, and that mm. was in Henry Street. So uh, that's that's how it goes. Wow! And when so you were in contact with the devotees, and and what what spot like what spurred your involvement in book distribution? Oh, this is a good one. So this this time when Prabhupada came to Brooklyn, I'll just say his real quick story, okay? Yeah, Prabhupada yeah. Came, came to Brooklyn, and uh, it was a, a Prabhupada glance story. Mm. He, uh, I was standing, uh, there was a, he was coming out of the temple room, surrounded by his entourage of sannyasis. So I had, a, I was a woman with a child, so I stood he was uh, on the steps going up in the Brooklyn Temple on Henry Street. There were steps and landings going up. It was a brownstone in Brooklyn. Mm. And um, so we, the women with children, we, we situated ourselves on the steps. Mm. And um, when Prabhupada came out of the door, he looked at me and that was the glance. He looked at me, the real soul, all through the garbage and everything. That's also in the book. This is This is in the book. But uh, I had a friend who told me, who she really helped me. She actually spurred it for me. Mm. Uh, I had a little child, like one, not even one. And um, she also had a baby. Mm. And she had a husband. And she was like nicely situated. I had, I was in the midst of a big drama. Mm. But I was there and probably was there. And she said, if you really want to please Prabhupada, mm. you should distribute his books. So I'm like really brand new to the whole thing. And the whole thing is brand new anyway. Mm. You know, this was in 1971. So then that always stayed with me. 
And uh, then I wound up going to the Canary Islands. Mm. Uh, and that's also in the book, but you'll have to read that. Mm. Um, and I had my child with me and her father. We went to had, we had to go to see her father, who was in jail at the time. Mm. And these things happen. This was life. This is, these are dramas that bring us to Christian Slow's feet. So there was no Spanish um, uh, written material. There was nothing translated. There was so I, because I, this thing was in my head all the time. Please, Prabhupada, by distributing Krishna consciousness. And and then suddenly I would read one of Prabhupada's books and there it would be again. You know, it was coming to me. You know, Prabhupada was somehow or another drawing me in and saying, you know, come here and help me do this. So then I, I, I would get these newspapers. It was one sheet of, of a newspaper and that was the only Spanish literature in the world mm. about Krishna. So I get, I would go to, back to the Canary Islands, which is a, a, an island off the coast of Africa, but it's, it's Spanish. They, they spoke Spanish. All by myself. I was probably the first devotee there. And I had these, like, 50 or as many as I could get, these sheets that I folded up. And I would go to the beach because, because I had to do this. Prabhupada said to do this. I would go to the beach in the Canary Islands, my little baby in her little stroller, and I would chant on cartels. I would do kirtan, uh, and I would speak in Spanish and give everybody the newspapers. Wow! That was the that was the first sankirtan that that I uh, that I ever did. Pretty wow. much. That was that was it. And uh, I know that. I con- some boys contacted I contacted them because they there's a uh, they have a temple now in the Canary Islands so I was uh, very happy to see that and I heard that Giri Raj Maharaj he he told me that he I think it was him one of my god brothers went there to start a temple or had something to do with it but I mm. think I was pretty much the only devotee at that time because I would have found them yeah I would found the devotees you know wow. I was I was playing the flute on my on the street. I played Hare Krishna, and my little child was tied to me with a tie dye rope, and yeah. she would give everybody and in the sidewalk cafes. She would give everybody a piece of popcorn. Wow. And they <laughs> we were like, really? You got to read this book, really. It's, it tells a more descript, but Krishna really and people actually people would say you are carrying your sword it was like not sword cross your yeah. cross i used to go into these churches in the canary islands and i would just chant all day long i would chant the holy mm. name in the churches and it was very beautiful and the story of jesus with his cross and the whole thing and it was it was just very um we lived in a shack and somebody gave me this place to live in a banana grove oh. anyway you know if if I think of those days, in my beginning days of Krishna consciousness, I I, I can't complain about anything ever, yeah. because and I didn't bother me. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't disturbed. I think that's the power of youth. Anything mm-hmm. gets thrown your way. Sometimes I had to sleep outside with my baby on my chest mm-hmm. in a foreign land, and I just kept chanting and taking care of the needful. Wow. So everyone's got their story, but that that's a little piece of it. All right, give me another question. Well, recently, recently, uh, Bhaktivekashwami, he gave a really nice review. He's been reading your book during this time and uh, gave a really nice review and was speaking a little bit about a, a, a story, a, an amazing story from the book about the monks in the L.A. airport. Could you tell a little bit about that that experience? Well, he, tells real, he tells it real good. <laughs> Well, when when I distributed books in um, Los Angeles, uh, I was pretty much got some reputation amongst the devotees. I was good with the Buddhist monks. Mm. They were all jolly and happy, and they didn't understand a word I said. But I related to them. You know, they knew I had these books about God, and they come through the airport a lot. And I guess 
go back to Korea. That's where they'd wind up in Korea. So I would give them books, always two. At that point, you know, we started doing book distribution with the huge Krishna books, very big and very heavy Krishna books, like really big ones. And we had these big, huge green bags. <laughs> and I'm not that big, you know, I'm like Vice Shaker, he's, he's big. He could carry these books. He could carry 30 of them. <laughs> I carried 15 of these huge Krishna books in this in these big bags, it didn't dawn on us to, to get wheelies. That that happened years later. <laughs> Due necessity. Due necessity. You know? Just like the Chatrias had these marks on their shoulders. From their bowstrings. We had the marks <laughs> from the book bags. Yes. So anyway, after years of doing that with all kinds of books, and, you know, we distributed what the BBC gave us, but uh, finally, we they came out with some paperbacks of the Bhagavad Gita, which was wonderful. It was a thick one, actually. It was a thick mm. one. Um, and then they came out with the Science of Self-Realization, which was wonderful. These mm. two books were wonderful. So I tried to do a lot of them too. We we have our we would have our books on a uh we'd put them in in the lockers and then we'd also have them in boxes and we did have some wheelies at that at that point. As our shoulders really started to sag, we knew we needed something else. So we and sometimes people would come out with us on Sarkaton just to watch. But but when I was so intense on Sankirtan. I, I, I was so intense. I'm just very intense. I was just at the end of the day, stop. Like somebody turned me off. It was just running from soul to soul. So even though someone would pull the cart for me, they were not allowed to even utter one word. <laughs> because I was deep in my meditation. So anyway, um, I, I, I would... I had my cart with me and I gave these Buddhist monks these two books and went on. That was a, that was very sweet. So then one day, also I was dressing with Kamini Dwarkadish every day. And Maharaj tells the story very nice, but um, so there was one devotee and, we, and, and there was great adjustment made for the Sankirtan devotees that class, Bhagavatam class was right after Mangalartik. So the devotees could hear Prabhupada's purports and mm. and hear the Bhagavatam because we had a big day ahead of us. Mm. So not only that, I was I would dress with Kamidi Dwarkadish five days a week. And Nirkula, who is Vaisha's wife, she yeah. was an old friend of mine, she would dress the other two days in the uh, in Gorni Thai? So, hmm? Thai? No, Rukmini Dwarkadish. Oh, the, the Chota, so the Maha... And the... Oh, Chota. Big Rukmini Dwarkadish. You would dress big Rukmini Dwarkadish and Mother Nirakulu... She on... I dress five days a week, so she dressed... Ah, dressed I on... got you. Yeah. I understand. I th- yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Anyway, um, but I know I dressed. And one day, this visiting sannyasi came. And he gave a lecture and and from the Bhagavatam, and he was saying he told a story about this one boy who um, decided to go on a trip to mm. Korea, and he met some Buddhist monks on the, on the bus on the, on when he came off the plane. There was a bus, so he met met some Buddhist monks on the bus or a train, one of the two. So then they said, they're smiling, oh yes, and neither of them spoke English or, you know, he didn't speak Korean. Smiling, greeting each other, wound up that they invite him to come to their ashram. And not only was it a bus, it was a train, then a, the, a truck, and then it's a whole production getting into this remote ashram in Korea, in the Korean mountains. So... For lack of a better word, between you and me, I named him Harry because I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't think of another name. So anyway, Harry is there for several days, um, and he, you know, they're Buddhist monks. They're impersonalists, so there wasn't much interaction. Plus, he didn't speak, he didn't speak any Korean. But they did. But they were very nice, and he had his food there, and they took care of him nice. And 
but he was left alone a lot. And so he, he discovered that they had a library, mm. huge library with old books of, and this is Maharaj speaking, and I'm dressing with meeting at Dwarkadish while this is going on. Yeah. And he goes into the library and he sees all these oriental, ancient classics, ancient books. Um, he didn't, couldn't figure out what they were. It was very impressive though. But then somehow or another, he sees two books, Bhagavad Gita and Self-Realization, wow. next to each other in the library there. And so he takes them out and he starts to read the books. Wow. I'm dressing with mini Dwarkadis. That's my thing, giving all the Buddhist monks a Bhagavad Gita and science of self-realization. So, I, um, there's action here in my house. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. I'm, I'm getting distracted. So, anyway, um, I'm dressing with mini Dwarkadis. I was thinking, what? Did I give this guy the books? Yeah. Okay, so this is getting very intriguing, this story. So then he reads the books from cover to cover and decides, thank you very much for this Buddhist hospitality. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my way. So he goes, he had to take he had to truck, track down the mountain. Then he met the bus and he took that down the mountain. Then the train and the bus. He gets on an airplane and he goes straight to Dallas. Wow. Krishna Temple. And he becomes a devotee. Wow. He joins Prabhupada's movement. And uh, that was pretty miraculous. So I'm sitting there dressing with Mini Dwarkadis. And I was thinking, what's that? Maybe I gave that those Buddhist monks. Sometimes you see, you you get some nectar and you see how all of your work on book distribution is uh, fructifies mm. and, and it makes devotees and sometimes you don't but you know that someone out there will get will get one of yeah. Prabhupada's books and the, the earth has been flooded mm. so that was that was that story that that reminds me of a um an experience i had when i was here living as a as a brahmachari in denver and um, we were, it was during that year that they were taking Nityananda's Padukas all over the world to oh. different temples. Yeah. And we had, a, we had a little program going on, a little outreach program called um, the Dharma Den. And so we'd get, you know, like 25 guests, like Western guests coming and we'd do kirtan and things. And we're like, well, today's a very special Dharma Den because these, these special shoes are coming which is kind of the most far out thing to tell somebody but anyway we had a whole group of people we came out onto the corner as the padukas were arriving and we were having this boisterous kirtan and uh and it was wonderful but then what was even more amazing was that in the aftermath of that like a, a few days afterwards the temple received an email where someone was saying I don't know what you guys were doing, but the moment I saw you guys, I just started crying. It made me so happy. And it was this realization, kind of exactly what you just said, where, you know, we may perform our devotional service. We may perform our sangirtan. We may distribute books and chant the holy name and do all these things. And if I'm just looking for kind of a the material kickback or like the physical result or the effect, right. I may miss it. But but how in reality it has such an impact, and sometimes Krishna shows us that. Yeah. Sometimes He shows us the impact. Right. There's another important thing that I wanted to mention. <clears throat> so when we're when we're chanting, if it, let's say we're not with a lot of other people, and we're not with devotees, and we're all by ourselves, and you're chanting the holy name, if you're really deep into it, you're not by yourself. Mm. First of all, you're with the holy name, and you are part of Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement. Mm. If you chant Hare Krishna, you are linked up with Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement. Mm. So you're never, you're never, so that, that you're involved in the congregational chanting of the holy name because mm. the congregation, and you can't see the congregation. We can't see how many people there are chanting what to speak of the, the earth, the yeah. universe. There are so many people. Who are, because why? It's the natural condition of the soul mm. to glorify Krishna. This Sankirtan is a natural condition of the soul. So we're not the only ones doing it. People do it when they become self-realized. When you mm. when you start to act on the platform of the eternal nature of the soul, as a soul, then you engage in sankirtan. Mm. Prabhupada said a wonderful definition 
of what Sankirtan, of what a devotional service is. Mm-hmm. Devotional service is the dynamic force of the soul. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. So then I took it a, a little bit further and actually you could understand that the dynamic force of devotional service is the holy name. Mm. So this is this is if we want to make advancement, if we want to please Krishna, if we want to please our own selves and our spiritual master, we must chant Hare Krishna. Mm. I mean, we have to chant the holy name of God. Mm. Um, I'll tell you real quick that one person asked a question one one day from this class that I gave. What do you do? How do you convince people to chant Hare Krishna? Maybe somebody is not, uh, uh, you know, they're a Christian or a Jew or whatever. How do you convince these? So the first thing is we're not here. And Prabhupada said he's not here to um, make a lot of Hindus. Mm. This, this, this Yuga Dharma, this chanting the names of the Lord this is a universal thing for all people of all cultures and all religions. Mm. Did you ever hear this guy, the Kirtan Rabbi? There was yes. a guy. So, I mean, he's chanting God's name for through mm. Judaism. Uh, this is what we want. We want to encourage people. If they don't want to hear about Krishna, if they're Christians, I don't know if you've ever met a Christian on Sankirtan. You cannot born again Christian. There's no way. You have to be really expert. Best thing is make friends and encourage him in his own devotional service to Jesus. Mm. We don't have the monopoly on love of God. Excuse mm. me, we do not. We are very, we're just learning about this, you know. Mm. We don't have the monopoly. All, this is the reason for the material world is so that people will reestablish their relationship with God. And the reason, Lord Chaitanya said, you have so many names. Mm. Thus you have so many names, like Krishna and Govinda and Allah and Buddha, so many names. Why are there so many names of God? Because there's so many different people with so many different relationships with God. So what we want to do as preachers is we want to awaken love for God. Mm. Now, that's the wonderful thing about the Bhagavad Gita. And that was a main uh, preaching point is is that Bhagavad Gita is non-sectarian. It's for all people of all religions. This is not going to tell you to stop being a Christian is going to teach you how to be a Christian, mm. how to be the best Christian, how to be the best Jew, how, how to be the best of whatever you want to be, you know, this philosophy. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just very, uh, I'm very happy with the, the way and the direction and the liveliness of this conversation. And I think just in closing, what are, what are some kind of words of encouragement you would like to give okay. just the current generation of devotees, uh, you know, encouraging them to have this experience that you're, you're describing so wonderfully, this experience of Sankirtan. Okay. The foundation of devotional service. I'm looking for, I'm going to, I'm going to read a poem that I wrote. Is that all right? Yes, please. Okay. But that's going to be after I tell you this one thing, that the strength of the Sankirtan devotee, the strength of the Sankirtan devotee is that you have to be convinced. Mm. You yourself have to be convinced that what you are giving to others is the most beneficial thing. The most beneficial thing. Otherwise, you can't convince anybody. Mm. You can't if you're not convinced yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. And that conviction comes from hearing. Hearing mm. from the pure devotee, reading Srila Prabhupada's books. Mm. That's it. If you really want to be enthused about your service, you must read Prabhupada's books mm. scrutinizingly. Scrutinizingly, because what do you have to say to anyone? Why are you taking someone's time? Are we? Prabhupada gives this great lecture. Devotees in um, Hawaii, he asked something about a verse, and no one knew that verse. Mm. He said, what are you doing? You're selling books. You're not reading them. Someone will say, have you read your spiritual master's books? No, we're just selling them. Mm. No, we we are. If you first of all to to be a Sankirtan devotee, to be a devotee, we have to be convinced in our own hearts, mm. and that's the basis. That's the this is where personalism comes. We have to know that this is the platform from which we are going to relate to the world. 
we're going to relate to the world through devotion to Krishna. Through that's what Sankirtan means, the glorification of Krishna. And that that's every living entity is eligible for that. Mm. What to speak of the human form. Mm. Lord Chaitanya is so kind. He has come from Goloka Vrindavan. This he has drawn the Gol, from Goloka Vrindavan this uh Harinam Sankirtan. Mm. What's that verse by Naratam Dasakor? Goloketa Premadana Harinam Sankirtan. He has he has brought this Krishna Prema mm. to to the earth. And this is for the benefit of everyone. So this has to enlighten us. We have to be convinced and the only and so that's the secret of Sankirtan. The secret mm. Prabhupada said the secret of success in spiritual life is to please the spiritual master. So the secret of that is first of all to hear from him. Mm. You have to be convinced yourself. That means you have to have a steady diet of Shravanam Kirtana. Mm. That's that's what I would say to become enlightened on Sankirtan. You know, because you don't you don't know what souls are waiting online to receive this knowledge, to receive this opportunity to get out of this mess, to get out of the material world. There's no love here. It's a it's a, it's getting worse too. So we we have to teach people give to to take shelter of the holy name and 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 have a divine love trip with Krishna. Mm. You know, yeah. so. Can I read you this one poem? Yes, please. Okay, this is from the chapter in my book, which I just lost it, hold on, called Sankirtan. And of course, you know, when you're a Sankirtan devotee, you start you, you see everything in relation to Sankirtan, which is not a bad thing. It's kind of nice. And this, this poem is called Following Srila Prabhupada. Mm. And it's, I think it's from a Vyas Puja offering that I wrote in 2006. Mm. Armed with books, the preaching we've done, from soul to soul enthused we'd run. Foot soldiers in the mighty war, in airports and from door to door. Mm. To the battlefield, your troops you led, through Maya's gates we marched ahead, with Krishna's names upon our lips, your mercy at our fingertips. Distributing books from hand to hand, we pass them out from land to land. Inspired by your sacred words, enthusing us to preach, encouraged by your selflessness, though difficult for each, entering the combat zone with no fear at all, we had your love and precious books. How could we ever fall? Your noble task in troubled times brought truth and understanding that not a blade of grass will move without the Lord's commanding. You paved the way with sacrifice beyond all expectation. Magnanimous, you served the Lord and offered us salvation. Triumphant were those budding days we pushed ourselves with little praise to get from you a blissful gaze. Now in our hearts, it always stays. Now I do not move around with strength that once was mine, forced to walk the ancient path no longer in my prime. The final chapters of my life justly set in place, cleansing my repentant heart of any mundane trace. In meekness and humility, stripped of all my pride, bowing at your greatness, no longer can I hide. I worship with a million hearts dependent as I pray, in gratitude and longing to behold that cherished day when I come before you, falling at your feet. Mm. I long for that auspicious time when we again shall meet. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Thank you so much, Samapriya Mataji, for... Uh everything you've shared today and for this lifetime of dedication that you've given to Srila Prabhupada and his movement and his devotees and, and to continue nourishing uh, his movement with your memories and your experiences. It's such a valuable gift. And um, so a divine love trip devotees can find it. You said on Krishna.com as well as on Amazon. Um, and um, 
on Amazon, just search the Divine Love, Samakriya, the Divine, the Divine Love Trip, mm. and also Touchstone, um, Touchstone Media. Okay, wonderful. And 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 it's available in print and ebook as well, right? Right, e- ebook on on Amazon. Okay, wonderful. And, you know, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity because um, because I'm no longer in my prime. I would like to be able to encourage others to continue distributing books with with full understanding of of this. Um, Prime benediction for humanity and this this sacrifice this sacrifice this sankirtan yagya mm. is is very um, to be a part of that is the perfection of one's existence. Mm. Well, thank you, sweetie. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Well, thank you for listening to Sankirtan on. Please subscribe, and in the description, we also have a link to Summer Priyamataji's books, and stay tuned for more inspirational discussions and topics coming up in this month of December. We're uh, in moving forward with our uh, Live to Give campaign, our Gita campaign, uh, in, in uh, a push to distribute Bhagavad Gitas all around the world as one world team. And so please uh, tune in for that. And thank you again. Hare Krishna. Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.